Thank you for joining us this latest Energy Aspects Back to Fundamentals podcast. My name is Peter Rosenthal. I'm the head of power at Energy Aspects. Today, we'll talk about how well above normal heating degree days throughout the U.S. mid-continent led to nearly a week of power outages beginning on the 15th of February in ERCOT and extending into parts of the Southwest and Midwest power markets. The big freeze also led to gas supply curtailments, which will take weeks, if not months, to recover from, and were a major driver of the five days of generation shortfalls in Texas and surrounding markets. The near record low temperatures, in some cases a five standard deviation departure from 10-year normals, will have a significant impact on short-term gas balances and drive both market and policy results in power and gas over the next few months at least. With me are North American gas analysts David Sadusky and Ashwin Ravishandran, who will provide their outlook on gas balances and prices through summer 2021 as a result of last week's events. And I will provide a more detailed view of our view on the power markets. In essence, the power market outages uh, were started both from significantly higher than expected demand at this time of year, given the deep plunge in temperatures and the lack of capacity to be able to deal with it. The market in ERCOT was dealing with conditions late on the 14th of February that were akin to their extreme case of overall power markets in a winter scenario until temperatures continued to fall that evening and into early the 15th of February on Monday, leading to gas supply shutoffs and generation shortfalls, both from natural gas and coal, as well as wind and nuclear later that day. The performance of different types of generation has been a lot of, has been scrutinized heavily in the few days since the outages began. And wind and solar both actually performed slightly better than expected at the peak during the extreme uh, situation forecast by ERCOT prior to this winter. Coal and gas each suffered significant outages, both due to a number of due to a number of constraints such as frozen equipment, uh, supply line issues, and any kind of water issues that led to freezing throughout the plant. Gas probably performed the worst, but we'll have to find out more as more details on particular generator performance comes up. Nuclear plants, one of four, went down, so that's a 25% outage rate roughly, uh, not quite as bad as gas and coal. But all of these will come under significant scrutiny uh, in the weeks and months ahead over how much winterization is needed to keep the market uh, from losing lights again in the future. That, in addition to the much higher than expected demand, uh, given how high temperatures were, will also be looked at very closely, not only for this uh, for winter heating season, but also for future summers and the shift in markets overall. Overall, power prices hit record highs and stayed there, uh, in part because the Public Utility Commission of Texas forced them to remain at the cap of $9,000 per megawatt hour through the week, despite other measures that would have lowered them uh, retroactively. In addition to that, the forward markets have also started to incorporate not only the damage and the potential policy uh, response to the outages, but also the change in, in market prices that is programmatically designed uh, in ERCOT. All of that, of course, can trace back to uh, significant gas supply shortfalls. And with that, uh, Ashwin can give us an update on and a view on the freeze-offs and what it meant uh, for those markets. 
Thanks, Peter. Yes, uh, definitely, uh, as much as it has been a power event, it is also a gas event, which has resulted in uh, enormous amount of production freeze-out. Just dialing back, in, even going into this event, uh, we had freeze-offs in the Gulf portion, which accounts for 35 to 40% of total U.S. production, uh, which is like um, right spread across three basins, Permian, Eagleford, and Anandarko. Um, those supply was at risk with this particular big freeze event. Even um, going into the weekend, we had production freeze-offs to the tune of 2 to 3 BCFD, uh, and that was really reflected in the form of how high the gas prices were getting uh, in the regions such as the Midcon, uh, the Permian, and also regions as far as east as Carthage, where we had double-digit pricing going into this event. Um, that was a leading indicator of what was supposed to come for the weekend and also for the week of uh, February 14, where we are seeing um, production freeze of speaking at the rate of uh, 70 or 80% production losses in basins such as Permian and Midcon. Uh, we have actually estimated the total production freeze offs could be anywhere between 18 to 20 BCFD for the uh, day ending February 15. Uh, but that is subjected to change given how production scrapes does get revised from day to day as we uh, continue to process the information. Um, to give that in context, that is roughly 20% of the U.S. gas market size, and that particular production freeze-offs rippled across the markets, not only in the south, but also as far as west, such as the SoCal and the Midwest markets as well. Um, the impact is much more pronounced in the Midcon, um, especially given the fact that that region particularly relies on local supply and there is not enough storage facilities to meet demand over there, uh, resulting in prices skyrocketing to about $500 per MMBTU. Now, uh, we are seeing um, some production coming back, um, especially in a region where Eagle Ford, where the temperatures have started to warm up first, we are seeing um, 30 to 40% of production, which was lost, uh, coming back already. But the regions such as the Permian and the Midcon are still about below or even 70% below in certain cases from a pre-production uh, freeze of baseline. So what does this mean to the uh, markets in terms of uh, like for the balance of this month and also for March is that uh, we expect um, the existing wealth production to come back as soon as possible, but the completions is expected to have a larger impact to the baseline for production and that is expected to affect our balances going forward even towards the end of the year as well. Yeah, you know, there's also been um, some some demand impacts, obviously, you know, in response to the falling supply across a, a good part of the the mid-continent, particularly Texas, uh, you know, obviously with, with freeze-offs uh, running as high as they were, there was demand response to, to help balance some of the markets, um, particularly from uh, the industrial and LNG spaces. Um, in industrial demand, uh, you know, refineries generally account for uh, over a BCFD of, of gas demand, and there were something along the lines of over two dozen refineries um, operating at reduced capacity or completely offline, uh, mostly due to weather shutdowns or um, power failure risks um, resulting in higher flaring events um, in the state of Texas alone. Um, 
we also, you know, had reports of uh, other industrial facilities apart from refiners, uh, refineries that uh, were um, uh, shut down for, you know, a temporary period, particularly I think crackers along the Gulf Coast. Um, you know, so the industrial sector was uh, took a decent hit, uh, you know, and, and that baseload demand, which had been recovering in Q1, um, is is certain to to feel the effects for the next for the coming weeks. LNG feed gas demand as well. <clears throat> Had been operating above ninety percent capacity utilization in the United States along the, uh, among U.S. liquefaction terminals. Um, that fell to you know lo- below or, or close to fifty percent, depending on the terminal. Um, you know through through the week of the of the deep freeze. Um, a lot of it depended on uh, sort of the the power situation for individual terminals. Freeport uh, uh, LNG in Texas takes uh, power from ERCOT, and it its flows were re- its intake was reduced to near zero. Um, you know, for the duration of the freeze, um, Cameron uh, LNG in Louisiana also dealt with um, power issues, uh, and its you know intake dropped to about ten percent capacity. Um, so LNG feed gas, you know, was down uh, peak to trial um, by close to eight and a half BCFD um, because of this this freeze event. Obviously, there were also you know um, issues in the power sector and and you know uh, outages, um, sort of uh, reducing demand somewhat. Um, we also saw a significant decline in uh, exports to Mexico as gas stayed on the northern side of the border just due to the incredibly high prices uh, that could be fetched um, throughout Texas and Oklahoma. Um, you know that that led to some some blackouts on on the Mexican side of the border um, and exports Exports, you know, dropped uh, uh, by about a B a BCFD and a half um, throughout the, the the duration of the sort of big freeze event. Um, Mexico is actually tendered for LNG cargoes in order to help fill some of the gas supply, uh, given the lack of underground storage there to sort of you know help uh, help backfill if, if in in the event that that pipeline flows do drop like that. So obviously you know you had uh, a, a big spike in rescom demand you know because the cold was sort of not just in the midcontinent and you know and Texas but it also extended uh, up through to the Midwest and it was you know a very cold week um, in in the Midwest as well. Uh, so you had that jump in in rescom demand, but sort of some of these other um, factors including, you know, LNG demand with terminals running at reduced capacity, you know, industrial demand with the, um, with, with key facilities shutting down, um, for due to the cold, you know, there was, um, a demand response, um, in order to, to preserve gas for some of these, um, power and, and heating needs, you know, um, I think um, it's it's the return from for some of these facilities is certainly going to depend on on that 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 power um, that power piece and sort of the restoration of of service along the ERCOT grid. Um, obviously, you know they've they've made tremendous progress in that regard, um, but that's sort of going to be one of the key factors moving forward uh, for you know a true return to normalcy. Right. Thanks, Dave. And power was back to normal uh, in the ERCOT market early on the. Uh, morning of the or early in the day on the 19th of February, um, there will still be some lumpiness as generators determine how much damage was done to the machines uh, due to the significant freeze. Uh, and then going forward, it's too early to say what the outcome of discussions which will take place at the ERCOP board of directors level on the 24th of February, and then starting with the state legislature and involving the Public Utilities Commission of Texas 
um, on the 25th and what direction they will take to ensure future reliability in a state uh, that has a unique power market um, structure compared to the independent system operators in the Northeast, such as PJM, New York, and New England. All of those have what are called capacity markets, which ensure that a significant sufficient amount of generation capacity is available uh, in the future during peak demand times, whereas in Texas, the market is somewhat isolated in what's called an energy-only market and only requires that plants that are or allows plants that are there to bid at a very high price uh, to recover uh, costs for uh, being in the market. Uh, That process uh, will continue to play out in the coming months determine what other types of uh, efforts they'll need to make sure they're ready for not only the next winter, uh, but also uh, peak summer, which has typically been the highest demand. Monday morning of the 15th, if the forecast had held and the temperatures were as low as uh, they realized, would have been probably a record high for overall demand, not to say that it was uh, at least 10 to 15 gigawatts above the prior winter demand high, uh, which was hit in January of 2018. And this is not the first time we've had significant uh, winter conditions in Texas, of course, but temperatures were much lower than the event in, in 2018, as well as those in 2011. And so uh, as weather variability becomes even more significant, the talk of weatherization or it, it ways to improve reliability from both the power and the gas grid uh, will be a focus not only at the state level, but also perhaps uh, at the federal level, where somewhat um, ironically, the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission uh, just on the um, 18th of February decided to drop a uh, longstanding or a recent review of overall uh, market reliability uh, and resilience that was tied to efforts in the Trump administration to keep coal and nuclear plants running. That was more of a political effort rather than a effort to maintain reliability in a lot of uh, people's views. So therefore, there will be new efforts around reliability, especially on uh, weather extremes, not only what we've seen in Texas, but also in California last summer and in other markets over the past uh, few years. Do you think, Ashwin, there'll be other efforts and what efforts will they, what what shape will it take over the next six months to improve or change uh, our production view in, in gas? Um, definitely this particular freeze-off event is going to have like medium to long-term impact um, at least from six to 12 months in terms of where we are seeing for U.S. production balances, um, particularly in the associated gas plays where we are seeing the most of the freeze-offs happen. Um, we are seeing signs of um, production coming back already, um, but what um, we are also focusing is on is in the number of completions uh, which we have lost due to this event. Um, for context, about 300 to 400 wells are being completed in the associated gas place alone in a month. And when you lose six to 10 days of um, operational um, issues, uh, you're almost losing about 100 to 150 wells uh, of completions. This is definitely going to affect not only your February production, but also your March production, but also potentially into Q2 production as well. Estimate that impact to be about half a BCFD right through the injection season, translating to roughly 100 BCF to our end of season storage balances. Uh, we are losing about 100 BCF of production from this particular freeze-off event. Having said that, 
while we do lose uh, production due to the freeze off there are other factors which we need to take into account when we look into our production for summer as a whole holistically um, the oil prices have also rallied a fair amount from 50 to 60 dollars over this month and there are potential bullishness to make for the completion loss during this particular event um there are a lot of uncertainty in there but one thing we can say that um the reservoir performance is going to take a hit for sure in terms of uh, where we see the productivity for these wells uh, in the next 2 to 3 months at least now um the total us gas production we are also looking into um the other parts of the basin which were not largely affected by freeze offs such as the appalachia and hinesville um with the current henry of prices moving about 3 dollars for summer uh, it is definitely a bullish sign for making up of the lost production which we are seeing from associated gas and overall we are still calling for slight to marginal uh, month on month increase in terms of where we are seeing uh, production for 2021 now um i'll pass it on to dave who will talk a little bit more on how this particular freeze off event has contributed on the demand side uh, especially with the henry of rallying and what does that mean to the lng cargoes yeah thanks ashwin uh, i guess sort of uh, contrary to you know the the trends for for power burn and uh, lower 48 gas production we don't necessarily expect quite as much long term impact on uh, overall us demand um, particularly in the lng space you know uh, obviously we've seen henry up gas prices rally for the summer and through the summer strip for 2021 now sits over $3 um but that that still presents um a wide arb to to europe uh, via transatlantic trade uh, from the gulf coast given that the ttf prices uh, sit above $6 um and you know the freight costs have come down to the point where you know that that still represents um about a dollar uh, or more for for summer cargoes to make money uh, per mbtu um in in the european market you know obviously it's going to take a bit for us lng terminals get back up on their feet um and and begin li- uh, liquefying gas uh, at the 90% level that they were before um given that it seems as though uh, key industrial um cons- customers might not have um you know sort of gas restored at at full capacity uh until um potentially february 23rd 24th um from some of the soundings that we're hearing um you know uh freeport and corpus christi have been subject to uh orders by the texas rrc to preserve gas and power for human uh human needs such as heating and power um rather than you know um for for export purposes but you know in terms of the summer forecast we don't necessarily uh foresee any real impact. We don't think there's going to be any commercial shutdowns of US LNG. Obviously, weather can play a role in um dampening uh feed gas and and canceling sort of or rather um costing the global uh market um supply via US cargoes that are lost. Um whether that's, you know, this cold freeze or some of the hurricanes we saw last summer, but um it shouldn't necessarily change the overall uh dynamic of uh higher than 90% US feed gas throughout the summer. Uh similarly, you know, industrial demand um it's going to be, you know, um hit for the time being, but we do foresee, you know, rise back as soon as these facilities are able to get back online. Um you know, some of the growth uh from US industrial demand might be capped by um, you know, the continuing impacts of the coronavirus pandemic with uh lower commuting to- totals uh you know limiting some refinery capacity utilization um and and lower you know um flying for for jet fuel demand um but um 
you know, there shouldn't necessarily be a long-term impact to industrial demand or U.S. exports to Mexico as well. So the demand side, the effects may not ripple uh, quite as deep into the summer as they sh- as they might on the production side. Um, but that said, you know, we did obviously um, have a bit of a, a dent to some of those demand figures in 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 Q1 21 uh, that should uh, hopefully be um, the impacts will be. Uh, gone and out of our balances um, and and not having uh, any more impact, um, you know, in the coming weeks. Thank you, Dave and Ashwin. And we hope that you enjoy this conversation and join us next time on Back to Fundamentals. 